All right, what's up, everybody? Podcast number eight, wide open with Chris Brandt, with my co-host Ross Robinson. Ross, dude, you are weeks away from heading down to South America. It is July twenty third, two thousand nineteen. I am hours away, so I'm pretty. I've been, you know, the the last two days. It's like. It's like when I was 10 waiting for Christmas, like just so amped up and ready to go. And then to add insult to injury, they got absolutely pummeled with snow this uh, this last week. So, dude, are you ready or what? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I know you're I know you're ready because you sound a little nasally. Some You got some allergies going on, like you're, you're allergic to the sun. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, I've. I didn't go down last year, um, so or I, had, I, don't, I think it's been two years since I've been down there. So excited to return, um, and man, it's just it's a very incredible experience down there, and uh, especially when they get the snow like it's been snowing. So I'm super pumped to return. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, before we dive into it, just want to say thanks to all the listeners. Uh, it's been really cool watching the podcast keep evolving and growing um, subscribers. And then, um, you know, I think the coolest thing that I've seen is um, just how long everybody's actually listening to the podcast. Uh, you know, it's our podcasts are about 45 minutes long and people are actually listening to the whole thing. Um, and so that means we must not be too boring. No, it's, uh, that is the cool part is like people aren't checking out. So we appreciate you guys hanging in there. And, um, one of my numbers I'm looking at right now is we're about to eclipse 20,000 downloads. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, I'm excited for, the, what we have to, to bring and uh, man this winter is going to be really fun with it once everybody's really in the mood so yeah and and you know we'll ha- we'll be able to have a lot more consistency as well um i know this summer uh this is number eight and we started kind of late spring so um when ross will be here and then down in chile we plan on getting a couple done as well so it should be a lot of fun um but i guess for so for podcast number eight we wanted to you know with all the excitement of chile and i've been doing my best to get everybody as jealous as possible and i'm not even down there yet with all the past videos and you know obviously it pumps me up and gets me excited looking back at at all the memories but um we get a lot of questions of you know how how did you find out about chile how did how did chile end up um coming about and so we're gonna we're gonna tell some stories about that and um just go down memory lane here a little bit yeah and i think you know the biggest one is for you to talk about chris is like the very beginning of even getting the idea of doing it and how could it be possible? And, you know, what was the first, first trip like, you know? Yeah. Well, man, that, that first, okay. So there's a couple first trips and I'll explain. So, um, how Chile came about in the very first place was uh, we were doing Brands Back Country Adventure up here in Colorado, and we ended up getting a group that booked to come ride with us in Colorado from Chile. And so, I, I mean, I guess much like a lot of people, I really didn't think anything about it. I didn't, I'm like, oh, Chile, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and 
I didn't really think like their seasons are opposite, right? So just, you know, south of the equator uh, is their winter, our summer and vice versa. So it's our hottest time of the month now, which means it's their coldest time of, of the year and, and it's full on winter down there right now. So um, once I realized that, it was pretty apparent like I'm I'm gonna get to go ride with some guys who love snowmobiling just as much as I do, right? I mean, a lot of these guys, it was their first time traveling to the United States. They picked their first time coming to the U.S. to come ride snowmobiles uh, with us, and that's that was that was pretty cool. Um, and so, after either the first or second night or whatever uh, of riding. We were we were sitting down doing dinner and after dinner kind of just hanging out with the guys and, and talking to them and they get their laptop out and they start showing us pictures of of Chile and their riding zone. And I'm I'm looking at all these pictures and I'm just like, so this is in August that it looks like this? And you know, obviously as a snowmobiler, the big lights and start flashing and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to go check this out. Yeah. Cause well, it was the, it's the hunt for to ride every month of the year too. Like how are you supposed to ride in August? You got to go get it. So <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, that was the elusive month um, that I was actually missing. Um, I had ridden in September before I had ridden in July many times, uh, but August in the States, that is a tough one. That's a tricky one. And so, man, just to go check that one off the list, sign me up. Yeah. So you went down there on a, you know, the first trip was a film trip, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, before you kind of scouted it and then, you know, then BBA planted its roots down there as kind of a, a summer home. So, yeah. So that first trip, that first trip was really fun. Um, uh, so kind of back up a little bit. I, after meeting the clients, seeing their zones, seeing their operation, uh, I was like, man, I need to, we need to go on a recon mission. And, um, so I actually reached out to Slednex and, uh, I, I said, guys, we got, you know, Slednex was always looking for that next cool riding segment, something that we could incorporate into the film. I said, Hey, the, we, we got the, we got the mothership right here. We're, we, we I got a contact so we can go down to South America and, uh, and go snowmobiling in the middle of summer. And, and so, uh, we started, started making plans and, and getting everything together and what's kind of cool is so it ended up being myself and brett turcott a very young brett turcott <laughs> back then you know which was pretty pretty cool and fun um so him and i went down there for Slednecks. uh we shot um uh, a cool segment and you know what was funny about the time we went down there it was actually we we had just missed it it had got warm and then it got super cold and so the snow was actually pretty firm um so i mean it wasn't the most ideal riding conditions but the experience like i remember on the plane sitting on the plane flying back i was just like I cannot believe I just got to go do that. And, and it's not like, you know, I was riding over the hood pow. It, it didn't matter. I mean, the, the stuff I saw, the, just that, and, and I've kind of talked about this with, with regards to Chile is the sense of exploration that you get down there is something that, you know, I see why people want to go 
you know, climb Everest or whatever. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, that sense of adventure of saying to yourself, like, I, I know there hasn't been a snowmobile here and I'm not so sure if there's ever been a person sitting right here where I am today. And that, that's what I left there. Uh, my very first trip of Chile and then on the plane flying home, trying to figure out in my head, how can I make this work to get clients down there to experience this same feeling? Yeah. And made it happen. Uh, so the first, first year was, I remember the first year I didn't go, but I, you know, I think that was the first year I actually worked for you. And I remember loading up that first container with just sleds and parts and, and everything, you know, everybody's like, what are we going to need? Because you're not getting it once it's down there. You know, um, if you break something and you don't have it, you got to figure it out. Uh, cause mail is quite expensive to get down there. <laughs> Yeah. So on the surface, it's easy to say, let's go ride snowmobiles in Chile. Uh, it's actually really easy to say that. And then came the hard part of, of a lot of the things you mentioned. So trying to figure out, so I had to ship 10 sleds down there cause there was no snowmobiles down there. So I had to ship 10 sleds, all the parts, tools. I mean, everything, everything that you take for granted that you have just laying around here in the shop, you have to bring everything. There is no dealer. There is no anything down there. So that was, that was actually a, a super overwhelming project was, you know, putting, trying to wrap your head around those types of things like, well, what would happen in this scenario? And if we, if this happened, then I better bring this. And so we ended up bringing a lot of stuff. Um, and, and so, you know, after getting my head wrapped around that and getting the containers ready, then all the logistics of shipping and customs and, oh my gosh, like the invoices and you have to like inventory every single bolt and part. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? And, and literally after the first like prep season, I was like, I don't know if this was worth it actually. Um, and so, and, and to be honest, I think that every time as I'm using those early summer months to get ready for Chile, every time I'm like, this sucks. I maybe we won't do it next year. And then I get down there. I'm like, well, screw that. This was way worth it. <laughs> yeah. All of that hard work and, and preparation to, to get it done. So, um, the, the first year also you had, or we had a great turnout client wise too. I mean, booked it, booked it big and, um, went down there and overall was a massive success good big enough for us to continue to do it and what year this is going to be what year six or yep you're yep exactly yeah th this will be year six so we went down there um we had so what year sleds did we have we must have had 13s uh, yep. 13s or 14s 14s no you're right 14s yep 2014. So yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. So the first year it was myself, uh, Ryan Birchtold and Sand Skinner. That was, and that was the crew. And so we also, I also brought Phil Wybar from 208 productions down there to, to help document and film the chaos and the madness. And, um, Talk about madness. It was the definition of. Uh, so that year, we ended up renting two 
vans from the airport for the month. And, you know, when you go to Enterprise and you go get a nice new van from the airport, that's what that's what we do here in the States, right? I mean, you show up, you have this nice, pretty clean vehicle. And in Chile, you get this clapped out, like, no tires left, manual stick shifts, uh, just totally beat vans. And we're supposed to have these things for a month. And I remember, uh, I so we we get our two vans and we're like, okay, let's, let's rally. And I get in the one and it stunk so bad. I'm like, Hey, Skinner, get over here. I, I, this, I think this one's faster. You take this one. And of course, totally lying. Right. Um, and so he gets in there and I start to take off. I'm like, see you sucker. And oh my God, that thing reeked so bad. Um, but I remember going, going up to sled chili location for the very first, we get lost bigger than crap. Um, we're off in these like total dirt back roads. I remember we got to this one place that there was a river going across the road and and phil's like well i think we just have to get on the other side i'm like dude we're lost we don't have to cross a river to get to where we're going oh my gosh it was so i mean the adventure of chile which you know that's what we always talk about with all of our uh, all of our trips is it's always an adventure but it chile started off purely as an adventure and it's so funny. I mean, I, I remember the, the year I was down there um, and it, some guys ended up renting trucks um, and it was a $500 charge if you rolled it. They had built-in roll cages and if you rolled the truck, it was 500 bucks. Like, I was like, oh, no big deal. You just rolled it. It's 500 bucks. See you later. So, I mean, it operates a little different down there uh, and it's you just got to embrace it and enjoy it because it's, it's quite the adventure. Yeah, it, um, it is. And, and so, you know, kind of sticking with that frame. So, you know, the adventure getting to the lodge and we, we, fi- we finally get up to. Um, so, again, our partners down there are Sled Chili. Uh, basically, what what their business is down there is they uh, they now have snowmobiles and they have snow bikes, but they have snowmobiles and they there's a resort just up from our facility uh, that people travel to. And, and uh, lot, lots of people from Chile, but also lots Lots of people doing the same thing we do of seeking out winter in the summer. So a lot of people from North America uh, coming down. Anyway, they take these people from the resort, take them out to the backcountry uh, to ski and snowboard. So that's that's kind of what Sled Chili's uh, gig is down there. And, um, so we get to the facility, you know, we, we basically have two days to get all the parts inventory, uh, uh, our makeshift shop kind of put together sleds ready, all this stuff. Right. So we bust, but I mean, we were working like 16 hour days because we wanted to go ride prior to, prior to the clients getting there. And so we were all excited and we got our stuff done and, and we're going for our first, first ride. And I'm, I'm just, we're all so jacked and amped and, and I remember, so we're going and we're filming some stuff with Phil and, I'm, and we're like, hey, let's let's drop down into this ravine and go see what's over there. We drop down there and sure enough, I mean, like we're dropping down these waterfalls and it's super sketchy getting down this thing. We get down and it's like 
literally a couple thousand vertical feet and we go so far down like it's not much snow in the valley floor and it's kind of fun it's crazy how chilly is like that it's you could be down in the valley floor right on six inches of snow and then you just do one little hill climb and you're up in six feet of snow so it's kind of crazy the the snow level and the lines how it works there but anyway we get we get down to the bottom and freaking we break a drive shaft bolt uh, those 14s kind of had were notorious for breaking drive shaft bolts and so we're we just got done like side hilling down waterfalls right and we're down to the bottom with a broken drive shaft and I'm just like welcome to Chile uh, and so so we made the plan I'm like alright um, Ryan and saying you guys you know what you need to do pull the skid pull the drive shaft i'm gonna run back i got a i i had a spare drive shaft we we had one in our parts bin so phil and i climb waterfall round one we get we get through it and uh we run all the way back to the lodge grab a drive shaft come back in swap the drive shaft now it's getting about dark and we're having to go up this waterfall in the dark i end up blowing a belt on the way so i'm stuck halfway up the waterfall with a blown belt and just i i mean it's like and we're just laughing. I mean, what, what can you do, right? I mean, we're just laughing. Like, it's it's just, I mean, that's what snowmobiling is. It's You never know what's going to happen. And, and so, I mean, between the rental car, the van, the the first ride, I mean, Chili was like, all right, this is how it's going to be. We're, we're going to roll with the punches here. Yeah. And, we, you know, we've talked about being prepared before, but it's, there's, the preparedness kind of gets heightened because you know, A, there's no parts, and B, nobody's coming to get you either. Like, you're not <laughs> yeah. you're not calling your buddy. He's not showing up. So you better be prepared to get yourself out of it. And uh, But, man, that's, that's, like you said, part of the adventure down there. Um, and, but go ahead. Um, well, I, I, I thought one thing that was kind of funny is uh, in one of the, the chili videos I posted from this this past week, um, I, it was it was a it was a it was the one it was a sketchy line, kind of low snow conditions because we were in some lower elevations. But I pulled this line over some rocks and everything worked out. And I was like, man, that was a cool line. And, you know, someone did the, the typical. And I love this. I love this phrase. Well, if I had 10 sleds, I'd try that, too. You know, I, I love that. I love when people say that. Um, and, and it's like, well, actually, in Chile, you know, the, the players mechanics aren't just flying around in their helicopter waiting for me to screw up to, to fix me or or I don't just go get another brand new snowmobile, you know, and, and that's not how it works at all. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, you were just talking about how the snow can change the or the elevation changes. Like it kind of reminds me of we, you know, we're looking at a map. Um, the one year I'm there when we discovered or went to the zone we call powder bound and we rode like a quarter mile of sand before we got <laughs> to the next mountain range. And then we're up in like five feet of fresh, just unreal snow nobody had ridden it ever and it was like you just don't see that here because i don't know if it's elevation change or what it is but you know, we're literally riding dirt and then we're slaying pow all in the same day um so it was i remember that day very vividly it was super fun um but just it differentiates so much down there yeah i i 
I was going to get to that of uh, asking you what one of your memories was, and I, I had a feeling it was going to be powder bound. I mean, that was, I mean, to this day, it was probably one of the the funnest hour sessions. You know, we, uh, you and I, just got to go and mob some deep, ridiculous, steep snow and on a perfect bluebird day and, and in South America in the Andes in August. I mean, I mean, how, how can it get any better? But, you know, to your point, I mean, it's, it's funny how, um, it's just different. And so Chile is, is a, it's very dynamic. The northern part of Chile, like in Santiago, they have these huge peaks, like all above tree line, 16 to 18,000 foot peaks, like big stuff. And then, so our stuff, our location down south, we're, we're actually really low elevation. Our lodge is at 4,000. Our primary riding spots around that 6,000 to 65. Some of the volcanoes surrounding us are around that 10,000. So we have, we have a big variance, uh, in elevation there. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that was so key for us to be able to operate down there was I had seen footage and, and pictures and video from the Northern part of Chile. And it looked, beautiful on a bluebird day but it was unrideable on a gray day you know you i mean when when a, when a storm would come in or avalanches or anything because the access points were were few and far between and then once you get up and above in you know canada guys can speak to this i mean once you get up into that upper above tree line stuff and storms roll in i mean it's it can get flat out scary and w- one of the things that we have the advantage in our place is that we're lower elevation so we have we have trees and we have drainages and we have all of these things. We have a lot of rideable zones um, when the weather comes in. I think it kind of compares to the West Coast, you know, West Coast riding, um, California, Oregon, Washington, like that. It, it can be feel similar to that um, terrain wise because it is we are right on the coast. You know, when we fly in and out of Temuco, that's our final airport. Um, if you look to the left, you can see the Pacific ocean. If you look to the right, you can kind of see the mountains that we're riding. So it's not, not that far off the coast there. And, uh, yeah, it makes for that kind of coastal style of snow and, um, terrain variants and, and all of that stuff. But maybe Chris talk about how, so the first year was insane, you know, chaotic, successful and you know how is how have things started to change both you know sled chili they have put in a lot of work down there now and uh how how everything has kind of evolved over the last couple of years of us being down there yeah it's uh, it's been pretty neat to see how it's evolved and to be honest how it almost went away um so our first year we were completely booked there was a lot of people uh super pumped on being able to check something like that off their bucket list and um and so that was really exciting and and then next year we we had clients but uh it was a a drop in clients and then the following year another drop in clients and so you know i'm thinking to myself i'm like man this is the, you know, we keep investing more. Sled Chile keeps investing more, but we're getting less people. And so it's, it's interesting to see how 
chili for us is completely turned around. Um, one, there was there was some economic times going on at the, um, during the downfall. There, uh, money was was tighter for people, uh, which that's something that uh, it, it's hard to it, it's hard to prepare for that. But what 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 we did is we we started changing the business model a little bit. Um, you know, our price point that we needed to be efficient um, at, down in Chile ended up being, at that time, just a little high for what was going on with the economy. And so we ended up doing a promo, thousand bucks off, capitalize um, on that prime booking time uh, right when we were getting back from Chile. But more importantly, besides the money, we ended up, and, and we did this as a company whole, we ended up changing our approach to Brands Backcountry Adventure. And, and Ross, you've been 100% a part of this as well, is um, you know the early years of our business was very simple. People come here, we kick the living crap out of them, help uh, show them an awesome time, give them some good food, uh, and, and then go on to the next. And that was, that was fun. And people, I, I, I believe people had fun and some people enjoyed that side of things, but the, you know, our big approach now is, um, we, we want people to <clears throat> learn, understand, and know how to ride in the mountains. And so we've kind of, sh we've, we've 100% shifted the approach and, you know, probably the coolest thing that we get to hear on a day in and day out basis is when these guys come and ride with us is when they leave, they said, you know, I've seen all the videos, I've seen everything. I knew the riding was going to be cool. The, the shop, the, the lodge, all this, I knew all that was going to be cool. I just didn't expect to learn as much as I did. And that statement right there, you know, after I heard that the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it'd be just the same as like if you or I, um, if we went to go ride with, let's use Graham Jarvis, right? You're, Ross, you're getting into single track stuff, right? And and we go there and he just makes us look silly. And do we have a good time? Yes. Do we learn a couple things? Of course. But if we had a day with him where he could actually teach us and show us and, and be able to take that skill set with us forever, then, dude, we are I'm signed up next year already. That was awesome. I'm way better of a dirt biker now than I ever have been. I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it pays dividends, uh, you know, because the next time that they do return or, you know, you go, you go ride with Graham again, it would be, you're going to be that much better of a rider. So then you're working on the next thing and you're in gnarlier terrain. And it just, it's something that everybody can build on from a client standpoint. And then also for, for on our standpoint as well. So applying that to Chile, uh, has helped quite a bit is what you're, what you're kind of getting at. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, and, and then I think what's really fun about Chile too, is with that consistency of snow, it's, it's so good to teach it. Like, awesome to teach and you're not getting stuck every 12 feet um the sleds are very predictable in that type of snow um and forgiving <clears throat> and so that's it it's really amazing to see the type of progression we can see from the riders in those three short days yeah yep it, that's and chile is a great place to to teach uh because of well and also it's august so like you're rusty because you haven't been riding, but it gives you like another few days of just kind of, Oh yeah, this is what it's like to ride a snowmobile again. Um, 
So, yeah. and, it, and it has that terrain that, 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 uh, it has a lot of terrain that, you know, if you're just learning to get on edge, like it lends well to that and it's forgiving and, and everything. So, and that's something that is few and far between here in Colorado that we, we definitely have our zones that are in the open that we can with less consequences, but Chile has a lot of that. And that makes it to your point. It makes it, um, a little more enjoyable with less pressure to learn, um, for sure. So, um, I want to touch base on one thing that you said, uh, with, you know, sled Chile kind of improving, um, the facility and, and how we've continued to upgrade what we started with. And, and it's, it's, it's cool to see that evolution as well is, you know, both myself and, and Caesar, the owner of Sled Chili, we have both invested uh, time, money and effort into making this super special. And, you know, I remember the first year. Um, so his two sisters um, are the staff that cook and clean and, and basically run the show. And they're awesome. And they would bring food, food, they'd cook it at their house, which was on the premise, bring it to the cabins. And then, you know, the, the clients would eat individually in their cabins and stuff. And so the, it, it worked, but, you know, we thought we need to be together. I mean, we, we need, we need to have that camaraderie and storytelling and all this stuff. And so, um, now we have what we call the quincho. The quincho is this super cool place. Uh, it's our hangout place where all the dinners are served. We hang out. Um, now we got a wood fired hot tub up there that is just insanely cool. Um, uh, new this year, we actually, I don't even know if you know this, uh, we actually have a brand new facility for the clients uh, where all the clients will be staying. Um, they're not going to be staying in the individual cabins next to us. They uh, a, a, literally a brand new house that was built. Um, so just again, stepping up the program and, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome moving forward. It's, uh, it's just so cool to see all of the changes that have happened and, you know, they it's not, it's not like the u.s in the sense that um you know you just hire contractors and they show up and concrete trucks and it's just things are a little different especially where we're at you know we're not like we're not in uh, a super populated area we're kind of out there and uh yeah they they've created a really cool feeling um sort of almost like campus with cabins and the little shop and where we go eat and there's a there's a stream that runs through sometimes and it's uh the ambiance of the actual facility is really fun to just hang out and be a part of and i think that's where the that's a huge part of it too is is that side of the adventure for our people that go down there so yep i uh i got another story for you i uh, again i was kind of going through some footage uh trying to get something to post and i saw a clip from this would be two years ago it was chase and i down there and we decided on the day like we had clients with us we had a good a good riding group of clients and i was like boys we are going we are going back like way back i've never been to this place and we're i've i've always been i've looked at it and i've always wanted to get there uh and you guys are the guys that are going to go in there with me and so we we and, and it's a mission it, it was a ways back in there and, and and we get back into this spot and 
I, looking back at the video, I'm just laughing at myself. So I've got my GoPro on and it's on the super wide angle and I'm side hilling on the spine and I have this death shoot to my left and this death shoot to my right. And, and I'm like, well, I'm on the corner of uh, Narville and I don't want to be here, you know? And, and, and I'm like, man, I hope no one's behind me. And I look down and here comes Chase out of control on edge coming right behind me. And I'm like waving up to the clients, no, stop. And, you know, thankfully everyone got stopped up, up at the top, but, um, you know, that this place is, that that's what I love about it so much. And I, I touched on it briefly, but being able to go somewhere that you've never gone before, what's over the next ridge, what's over the next ridge. Um, you know, we, we don't, we get a little bit of that at home, but I mean, we ride here 120 days a year. So we've got the, we ride a lot of the same areas and you have your little spots and, and, and when we're riding with clients, it's a little different. If we were riding to ride, right, it, we could go do a little more exploring, but that's the beauty of, of, and what's so insanely fun for me, um, is to be able to do that is just, I feel like Christopher Columbus out there exploring and just, seeing new things for the very first time. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the time when we went, we went back pretty deep with Phil and that's, he wrecked his drone that day on the mountain, like back, flew it back oh, on yeah. a huge club, mountain. Club bed, dude. Yeah. And you know, we like named that little spot or, you know, the joke was no fall zone because if you let go of your sled, it was going probably into Argentina. I mean, it wasn't going anywhere you needed it to go. So, um, it was just fun to the, the place where we're at wasn't that technical, but just what was below us was just like the Valley floor and it was a long ways down and it's just so cool. It just feels different than Colorado too. Sometimes when you're out in that kind of terrain. So, well, what's funny about that, what's funny about that line, Ross is every single year I will get a group to the opposite side of where you and I did that side hill. And I will point over to them. I'm like, you guys see that cliff over there? Yeah. You see that cliff below it? Yeah. You see that strip of snow? Yeah. Yeah. So Ross and I elevated down into that stupid thing, side hilled across and then exited out. And they're just like, no. No. And well, what's funny is like, to your point, it wasn't crazy technical, but we couldn't really see what was below us. All we were focused on was we know what's in front of us. We know that this is manageable terrain that we can traverse and, you know, it's going to be good. But there was absolutely no option of turning right or not you know you could have if you got stuck you could have dug a shelf all that kind of stuff but there was no option of like turning down zero so so fun but uh you uh you posted yesterday and in your post you talked a little bit about um us the cool another cool part is we get to kind of test and get some time on products down in chile um and that's been pretty beneficial as well and fun to do. Um, so if, if you want to kind of talk about that and, you know, that's a huge benefit for us, um, especially our store as well. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's so ideal to be able to, to do that and work with a lot of our sponsors. I mean, we've had boondocker down there testing. Uh, we had the first prototype, uh, stock exiting, 
silencer for for their turbo kit uh we've had uh this has been going on for quite some time now uh on the climb side of things but the material that you're riding in right now on your lock saw we were testing and developing uh now three seasons ago and you know to be able to do that and provide feedback to make not only the product better but again just reiterate the fact that the only reason that we sell what we sell on our online store is because we believe in it and that it works and chili as you will attest to is one of the harshest environments that you could go snowmobile in whether it's uh sled wise gear wise um I mean, you literally see any any and every type of weather condition. We've been riding in the pouring rain. We've been riding when it's been super warm. Uh, we're riding and we're getting brushed with these razor sharp branches from the Aracaria trees. I mean, so, you know, all of that stuff is, is so cool. And, and um, you know, I've got a bag full of test stuff from Climb uh, for uh, that I get to take down. I it sucks because I really want to post about me getting here already, but I can't show anything for a month or actually for a week i can show everyone next week yeah i got a box sitting here too of stuff that i'm gonna go put through the ringer which is really fun and you know talking about climb i remember uh when we the very first lock saws um not the revised ones that are now current but the very first lock saw you were wearing down there and you're like man my forearms are getting wet and you we talked those the aricaria trees were actually like putting micro like incisions in the gore-tex and sent it back to climb and they we eventually figured out that's what was happening and their their response is well this is unacceptable and we're like i mean this is the only place in the world where this tree can actually do this to gear but they're that that's what was so funny is like they're pissed about it and like nobody else is riding in that condition that that could actually happen it's like riding with freddy krueger like hiding behind every tree and taking a swipe at you <laughs> Oh, yeah, those those really hurt. Um, you know, another another fun development story we talk about is so skins went down last year, and we got to finalize the and oh my god, one to hear their story of what happened there and uh, the customs and having to drive all the way up to Santiago and then to get their bags and then come down and oh my, they just had a, a logistical nightmare. But in the end, we were able to, um, we made a front end. So there's been a lot of iterations of the brand front end through skins. And there's been a lot of iterations because we keep finding new and better things. And we finally stumbled on, in my opinion, what is the Holy grail, um, in the, in the free flow front end. And, and, you know, to be able again, to put proof to the concept on snow in August, uh, to be able to deliver to customers already knowing that it works, um, come October, November is so crucial. And, and I'm taking a bag full of parts of skin stuff, uh, that I'll be talking to everybody about on stories and, uh, and my feed, uh, through Instagram over the next three weeks as well. So that's, that's a huge part of it that we, we get to do and are, are stoked to do down there. And, you know, you just touched on the, their travel issue, you know, the big, always the tough one is getting through Santiago with everything 
if you kind of make it there and get through it with all your bags then you know you're you're in decent shape and then hopefully your bags show up in Tomuco. and uh, um, a few years ago we showed up and um, a bunch of Polaris dealers came down for kind of a snow check deal and they didn't they missed their flight or something happened and they had to drive from Santiago and they dro- drove down and they rented trucks but we also had a van already rented for them in Tomuco. so we had to then return the trucks to Tomuco and pick up the van you took the client you took all the guys out and phil and i from 208 we're, we hop in the trucks and we drive down and get the van and we're going like these as fast as these things can go because we were going to go get the van come back hop on sleds and go meet you well we do that whole deal and uh and then we pick up the van and then we end up getting backed into like on a side street in Tomuco. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is not good. The guy, the guy, like it. It actually hurt his truck worse than our, the van. And the guy gets out and he looks at us and he just goes, "Oh, Americans." And we're like, "Yeah." And he goes, he just like shakes his head and says, "Like, not good," because that's like the only two English words he knew. And then he got in his truck and drove off. <laughs> and we're like, oh my god. He's like, but not so, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and he, oh, he's like rental. We're like, yeah. And so we're trying to buff it out, and we eventually got it buffed out enough that I don't think it, we got dinged for it or anything. But we were a little nervous about it the whole time. So, the, <laughs> it's always an adventure, even getting to the riding. So, yeah. What one of the one of the questions we get asked a lot is what is the travel like? So for, so for me, um, in Denver, most of the time I, I fly through, uh, Dallas. So I'll go Denver, Dallas, which is like two hours, 20 minutes. And then the big one, Dallas to Santiago is nine and a half. But what's cool is the Denver, Dallas flight, you know, we get, we get in at like five o'clock or whatever uh, we have time to grab a quick bite in the dallas airport and then we jump on the fl- the plane at like eight or nine you watch a couple movies you fall asleep for a couple hours and then you're there so it goes for me it goes fairly quick uh once you get in santiago you go through customs and then you get uh there's one more leg we've got an hour and 40 minute flight from santiago south again to Temuco. And then once you're in Tomuco, you grab your rental car, and then it's about an hour and 45 drive up to the snow. Yep. And then you're then you're home for the next few few days. And then you're, and home. you're home. Yeah. And it and it feels good to be home. There's not like after you've been traveling for 24 hours, there's nothing better than getting there, home cooked meal, hot shower, and that bed. Oh my gosh, does that thing feel so good? I mean, you just it's some of the best sleep I've ever gotten in my life. Like where you, the world could have ended and you would never have even known. And, and just the way that it, it's quiet and, um, you know, the time, it, time just is a little bit more flexible down there. It's not like yeah. here when we're in Colorado, you and I, we're in the shop at like 6 AM we're and just hustling. And, you know, there's those days down there in Chile for sure. When, you know, we got to fix sleds or something's going on, but if everything's going smooth, it's a little bit more relaxed for us and we can enjoy it a little bit more um, instead of the hustle sometimes that we got to do in Colorado. So that's a, that can be an advantage down there for sure. Yeah. A lot of work and preparation goes into getting us to that point down there for sure. And, and then, you know, I think things are easier on sleds down there, uh, terrain wise, snow wise. Uh, and man, it sure is riding that elevation and having that power. Oh man, it's so cool. Yeah. That is so fun. It's, you know, yeah. 
Well, we're, I think we're getting kind of close here. Um, let's, let's, I think we, we got time for one more, one more quick little hit, one more story each. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start mine. So what's, and, and I've been talking about this last week because last year we had, we had a fairly low snow season, um, but with the moisture content and the snow, it still is a lot, allows you to ride. I mean, I remember last year being on the side of this hill and it was like, it was a volcanic shale hill. So, I mean, there was not a tree or stump or anything for miles, right? So we're out there and one of the clients, and we're just doing drills, doing drills. And one of the clients says, how much snow do you think's here? And I'm like, oh, there's gotta be like, three or four feet or five, I don't know. So any, I get my probe out. There was like two feet of snow, you know, and, but, but it didn't matter. Right. I mean, we could still do all of our things, but one of the things that is so, and, and we, this happens at home all the time is depending on the amounts of snow and the way the wind blows it in, it's a new paradise every single time. And last year, what I ended up having a ton of fun with was it, it was fun because I didn't, nothing too bad happened, but I had a lot of fun with water and I, all these chili has a ton of these steep, gnarly Creek drainages that are super fun. And I really enjoy those. And, um, normally they're filled. So the consequences are less last year there was running water in a lot of them. And so I found myself in shithole Creek a bunch. Um, I, I had this one video, uh, where I ended up washing out cause the snow is just a little firm. My sled rolls over one time and I nose down water rushing underneath my sled and just like matchsticks in front of me going down to another thing. And I'm just like, what do I do here? And, and so, uh, I mean, I, you know, those, I have so many memories and stories of, of just what the terrain lends itself to down there. And it's, uh, it's so much fun. And, and, you know, this year is complete opposite. They have, I talked to Caesar yesterday and he said he has never ridden this last storm they got. He said he's never ridden in snow like that ever there ever which which is saying a lot and so that's pretty cool and so um it's going to be another adventure for us this year to see the terrain with this much more snow and and what amps me up uh for for this season is i think we're going to be able to go into just zones that we haven't been able to access because of low snow and so that's pretty pretty exciting you and kyle are going to have a blast uh, let's, let's tell everyone before your story um so myself and Andrew are going to be go, uh, going down. Andrew uh, was a, a guide for us last season. He's helped me out uh, previous years, but full-time guide last season. Andrew gets to see what Chile is all about this year. It'll be really cool showing him uh, Chile for the first time and him getting to experience that. We're going to miss old Ryan McConnell. Uh, Ryan's staying back, and it is just a super busy time with our business right now. Um, and so Ryan, unfortunately, will be doing the dirty work. And then, Ross, you're going to come down with me and ride with me for our last group, which is going to be a really fun one. We got Randy, Chrisman, um, I think Randy's the last group. Yeah, I think Randy Dale Ray is going to be down there. Some of our um, some of our repeat longtime customers, a um, bunch of other guys. That yeah, that's just going to be a really fun group. So you'll get to come down there. We're going to film some stuff, shoot some stuff, vlog some stuff, and then you and Kyle get 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 the last poll. Yeah, 
yeah, that's going to be super fun. I'm excited for Kyle and I to, to be down there and do the deal. Cause usually in Colorado, usually Kyle rides with you and then I ride with Andrew. So, um, most of the time, and that's not always how it goes, but that's a lot of it. So it'd be fun for Kyle and I to go tear it up. And then I always love uh, chasing you down there too. So it, it's, it'll be really cool to be able to ride with both of you guys um, this season. I'm, I'm excited about it. And oh, you got old, you got old Dan Adams coming down. I'm jealous. Uh, I would kill to go ride with both of you guys for three days down there. So that will be really fun for you. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I forgot to bring that up because I've been, I posted a little something about Dan, you know, Dan OG, right? Dan is the OG. Him and I have been in this industry since the beginning and it's so awesome. I mean, Dan is as busy, if not busier in the summer with his, uh, um, seal coating business that it is pretty incredible for him to to make this commitment and take time away from his what he has going on and and all of our clients in all honesty taking time away from their friends family businesses to come down and and ride with us but dan is gonna flip out i i cannot wait he is so excited we've been texting back and forth a bunch and and uh you know it's really cool dan just said i don't want no deal i'm not working i'm a client and so don't ask me to work dude because i'm paying i'm going down there for fun and so i i i love that and uh we're gonna have a blast that's gonna be all time for all the clients going on that first group you yeah that's a legendary trip for them so uh yeah but uh i forgot what i was going to talk about my story because i remember that you and dan were going down there it got me totally off off kilter but uh well it was probably going to involve you upside down me having to come get you or something <laughs> well no i mean actually it was uh it was one one of the first days you and i got there i don't think we even had clients left side hilling above like this massive willow field um or kind of aspen grove that they in some spots they're so thick down there that like you don't want to venture into them and it was more springy snow and i was chasing you i have the gopro video somewhere still and you had kind of taken all of the snow and i'm just like clawing and i'm just praying that i make it across this damn hill because i'm gonna be stuck in the willows for four hours if i don't so nothing it doesn't matter if we're in colorado bc or um chile it's the same things just a different place and different terrain with you so that's about yeah you blaming me for taking the snow that's all i heard uh, yep so yep sweet well awesome ross uh, another another podcast down um you know i say this every every time we do one of these it's so damn fun i mean i love uh talking about this i love sharing it with you guys um again you know a lot of you guys have have posted comments and questions and topics for us to, to chat about. Um, we'll do our best to get to them all. We thought Chile would be fitting uh, with me leaving for Chile tomorrow. Holy cow, I can't believe I leave tomorrow. Um, I am excited. I am sad to leave my wife and kids for three weeks. It's a long damn time. Uh, but I'm uh, excited to get back to the snow. It's been a whole uh, four weeks, so hopefully I'm not too rusty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Ross, tell them, uh, give them the spiel, let them know uh, where. Tag your buddies. Tell tell everybody. Yeah, we love it when you guys share the stories, and uh, this one will be on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, uh, 
subscribe, comment, let us know what you'd like to hear in future episodes. Uh, leave us reviews on iTunes. Those help a lot. And uh, we really appreciate it. And then maybe look for, uh, we're going to try to knock some podcasts out in Chile. So what, when I can get those published will be the question, but we're going to do our best to get them to you guys quickly. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you down south. Play outro music. <laughs> We're upgrading oh, around here. No. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> uh.